0: Here
1: we go, it's that time again I feel like Lil
2: Rob on my summer night shit just clocked out, about to hit the graveyard Shit, Let me freshen up, put the gold on my wrist And I keep my hair short, razor blades and clips And I gotta rock shades, it's right where I live tip it shine in the shade We paid, player made,
1: whatever you wanna
2: say To describe our ways My shorts, my black mids, my shades, my low brim Wait till the light dims, the record starts spinning Drugs start to kick in I'm on a mission to make this all endless Feel what I'm saying? This what I've been working all year
0: for
1: Yo ladies and gentlemen, welcome to uh, Live in the body. I'm here kicking it with my boys Rillo, Yanni, my boy Jojo. It'll be the first time for Jojo being on, the, on uh, the show, so welcome Jojo. Appreciate it.
2: Yo, what's good, yo? Just trying to be out here supporting SBK, everybody. You know what I'm saying? Just trying to be out here supporting boys in the barrio. So we got uh, Joey from Palookas walking up as as we're talking. Say hi. How's it going, everybody?
1: appreciate you coming through man kicking it with us in the podcast really quick first of all yanni let me uh start off by saying thank you boy appreciate it for letting us kick it with you and putting us a part of this oh man i
3: appreciate everybody donating their time like you know everybody's coming out here everybody's gonna shine together this is a really local thing i know everybody's either from second ward magnolia born raised you know it's one side of a track to the other, it's gonna be an amazing night. At the end of the day
1: you let's just come together. You give what I'm going <laughs> yeah,
3: well, of <laughs> yeah just... Already dividing <laughs> us and shit. Hey, <laughs> that you know, I don't that. fuck with that <laughs> side of the track. <laughs> if it came down to it. But uh but nah, you know what I'm saying? Like uh, I'm really trying to start up something big here. This is the first show that we're having. It's gonna be a you know local life kind of thing. We're gonna have anybody that's doing anything that wants, you know, to be a part of the community help out the community. You know, that's what we're here for and hopefully this can grow into something that's going to be amazing one day that everybody's going to be a part of
1: dope uh and let me ask you something actually um well the ladies and gentlemen before you uh the reason i'm doing this before is because i wanted to get them in a quiet setting because it might get loud here so i actually wanted to get the interview done and get to hear exactly what goes behind Everything and all this. So, first of all, Yanni, let me ask you what inspired you to do this event? Like, when, how long had you been working on it? Was it a while or it just came out of nowhere? Uh,
3: the idea came up to me sometime in December. Uh, it was hurting, my pockets were hurting for rent money. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so, I was like, hey, man, why don't we just do a show, get everybody together, you know, come out, have some good time. And um, no, but all jokes aside, I figured it was time for me to do something and uh, reach out, get out of my comfort zone. I've been DJing almost 10 years now, and uh, all I've done is nothing but DJ shows and you know and it's all either you know EDM music or hip-hop music or basically I'm an open format DJ but you know needless to say it was never any live instrumentation going on nothing you know, nothing that I was uh, familiar with. So, uh, my dad grew up in a cl- he think, he, my dad grew up in a classic rock setting, you know, he grew up with uh, disco, he grew up you know, whatever, but he's in a band still to this day, so I figured it'd be a good time to uh, reach out to my roots. And I went to middle school with Joey, rode the bus with him. Yeah, and, uh, Mario. and, uh, and Mario. And Mario, he's 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 he used to band. sit in the front of the bus. Yeah. Me and Joey used to sit in the back, yeah. causing havoc. But, yeah, um, <laughs> I, I ran into him at 8th Wonder, and they were playing a show there, and it was good just to catch up with them, but I sat there and genuinely liked the music. So I was like, "Hey man, this would be fucking amazing if we could get everybody together, and you know what I mean, like get the feedback vibe together, do something cool, and you know, just kind of experiment, and do something, you know, crazy, something yeah, new, something you know? different and dope." We used to we used to throw a lot of parties back in the day. We used to get really crazy and shit. Used to be really you know wild and. See, I never to, uh,
1: made it to another those because I was on the other side of the tracks, dog. You know so you're go so back well. to that shit, to that <laughs> conversation.
3: You're on the other side of the freeway. That's some other <laughs> shit, bro. Nah. So, uh, you know, I wanted, to, I wanted to incorporate something that we did as kids to kind of what we're doing with our careers and, you know, follow you know, our dreams, man, and do something cool. And, and I hadn't seen too many people that were uh how do you say it? like uh too keen or fond of finding local talent and exposing them it, most yeah. of the time when people throw shows they go out there and look for somebody that's got a big name so they can bring people out and make money off of it you know what i mean like i don't unnecessary don't even care about that like the idea of this show is to grow something and, and show other people out there that Houston has talent.
1: So many underground people go unnoticed, not because, you know, some people, it's not that they don't... Um, not that
3: they're not talented. Yeah, no, no, and
1: some people don't know about it, and it's because some people want to know about underground talent. There's just nobody out there, you know, exactly. putting events so like this or putting it out there. You get what I'm saying?
3: Yeah, so, you know, the whole the whole idea behind it is just, you know what I mean, like trying to find a diamond in the rough, man. You know what I mean? If, if they can push people out and, do you know, get them out of their comfort zone. I know people, you know... That I've never seen a rock band live. That have seen me play plenty of times. So you know they're gonna come out here. They're gonna see it. They might not like it. They might like it. You know. But that's the thing. It's about exposing it, getting exposure, and, and showing the different things that For we sure. can do together. That if we come together, we can do something better. Instead of always being worried about wanting to do everything by ourselves. So I don't know. You know. I like what you said, man. It's, it's true because be, sometimes
1: we do, we do as humans. We try to do everything on ourselves. It's natural, especially as men. We try to especially latino man we try all this machismo comes out of us and it's like nah i'm gonna do this shit on my own <laughs> fuck that dude when you come together you could put events like yeah, this together I mean, you, yeah, know think,
3: you, th- you know what i mean like I'm, I'm nervous i'm nervous about the outcome but at the same time i'm fuck nervous. it bro we here bro
1: <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah we yeah. are here bro like, like i said
3: you know you. worst case scenario is it turns into a party with a bunch of my niggas we are here <laughs> bro yeah that's <laughs> what i was hoping for actually <laughs> yeah so, so you yeah. um, know like that's, that'll hit that'll hit the the mark what I was aiming for in the first place. So, I mean, the, the whole idea behind it is just getting everybody out, have a good time, come together, regardless of what world you come from, you know, we'll be able to come together for one night and learn something. Sure. Educate each other do something cool. So actually something I actually
1: wanted to ask something. That I didn't even know Jojo, where'd you go to school at? Middle school.
2: I went to different couple different fun schools. Got kicked out a couple schools. Because we went to elementary <laughs> together. <laughs> yeah. That's
1: how I know this dude. And then when yeah. I seen him later on in life, I'm like, dude, what happened to you, bro? Like <laughs> <laughs> You disappeared,
2: bro. Nah, yeah, I, I went like, to Edison dude. at first, you know what I'm saying? Went out of there. Had to get out of there. And uh, that's actually where I met Yanni. Went to Lanier. And that's Nigga it. I've
3: known you Since T-Ball Well yeah
2: They I'm accepted you <laughs> They accepted <laughs> you At Lanier Let me Yeah let me They I I rejected my dumb ass. Well, I, I don't know why Falsified Fals- 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 documentation yeah. 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 Hell yeah <laughs> You know we had The cheat code hood shit hey, <laughs> You know And like When I was lying A little bit He yeah, submitted his <laughs> <an> application <laughs> With a couple 20's And it I think Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was all good But yeah And after that That's when we Fucking destroyed shit After that It went down Separate highs. So tell
1: people A little bit about What you got going on Man with your art And stuff
2: Well you know what I'm saying It's actually The SBK gang Man It's not even It's really a family, really. I mean, it's it's just, yeah, it's everything, man. We have it all. We have every type of, you know, all type of hip-hop, every type of music, like, we have it all. Anything you got thinking we got going on, it's there. We got painters, we got break dancers, we got singers, rappers, we got engineers.
3: So y'all
1: one of the first ones to start it, right? Both of y'all? Yeah, since we were kids. Yeah, since, since that was. We were
2: I mean, we were about thirteen, maybe twelve. Yeah, that we were, was when we were we just, running around, just spray painting trains. Yeah, doing dumb shit during the day that we shouldn't have been doing. <laughs> but <laughs> you hey, know how we go. But started off, and then sure, sure enough, we figured out that's that just who we are. Yeah, it's just who we are. You know what I'm saying? Just started spreading it. Different homies coming through the city, just like you know, asking like, "What is SBK?" And we'll that's talk- the craziest thing. It's like there's certain people we meet nowadays that that yeah, understand yeah. how lower we are as
3: a family and you know they they're they're quick to ask questions and wonder why and once they get into the same setting as us and do things with us, and then you know we make them a part of the family. Like yeah, date. it's all day we squad. I date. would say that man. When yeah. uh
1: before you know I was new y'all and stuff, I always noticed that y'all were very tight. You gonna know yeah. saying? like a family yeah, oriented yeah. type of it's feel. It's like
3: it's like if, if you view Houston, you know, you got downtown and you got 610, and you got the Beltway, and then you, you know what I yeah. mean. Like we're, yeah, we're yeah. downtown homies, you know what I mean. And yeah. there's always the people that come in that are like your 610 homies, and then there's the people that you're gonna say, well, yeah. why yeah. you got? You Better see that's problem. what happened, bro. <laughs> we <laughs> go back, we go <laughs> back to
1: the traction. So. <laughs> so Is it's like, I sixteen. You know, 16.
2: <laughs> <laughs> beltway eight too, dog. Damn. Discriminating beltway. 8. There's levels to this shit. You, know
1: what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> you can't
2: just
3: run up in the spot and then you know catch a seat Discriminating at the table, beltway you know eight and say? shit, like, dog. Just well, I mean, cause, 'cause it's a towway. Like, I mean, do you like Katie? No yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You know what I'm saying Like right. First
1: of all The fucking long ass drive Yeah hey, hey. Uh, Traffic's a
3: bit You know what I'm saying yeah. But like that's You know yeah, in, in reference That's the same thing happens When you meet certain people Like you yeah. Right away You can kind of Read somebody's vibe Yeah and, of course And you yeah. know You know Like hey man This is somebody That's going to be here And this is somebody That's just passing through You know what I mean Yeah. So it's like and that's what our family's about, yeah, you know what I mean? So like, smart. most of the people that come in, are cemented, and we work together. We, yeah. you know, we can, all try to build each other's Yeah, like and even talent, if we bicker you know over the littlest shit, like, we pop each other in the face, and yeah, the next, day, the next the day, we're going to call say, each other and yeah. say, hey, I was either fucked up, or I love you, you know, you know, like, I'm, I'm yeah. going to buy you breakfast, whatever, like, you know, and we get over it, man. Yeah. We're all brothers, you know what I mean? We're all brothers, we're all families, so. That's that's what it's all as about, as man. Can, it's maybe. just getting as many people as we can together and doing something better for ourselves, man. Yeah, for so sure. much negativity going on in the world. Why not do something positive for change? Yeah. I'm
1: excited about tonight, bro. Just yeah. saying. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So let me switch gears really quick. Rillo, what's up, bro?
3: What's good, baby? First, I need to
1: give you a shout out to that fresh cut you got going on, bro. Hey. My youth <laughs> truly. To my homie Bentley, I just got. A <laughs> hey, dog. Straight up, I, just I, just I, fuck it. I I did some shit. I had it done. Uh, cause I switch it up every now. They'll oh. do different techniques. Oh, yeah. Yesterday, I did a little different technique <laughs> from back in the day, from high school, dog. Shit came through. Yeah, it was fresh. Gotta was give frizz, myself man. a little the pat. Up, know, bad. Came with the too too, too, too
3: bad Billy didn't want to cut my hair. Hey, hey <laughs> Yanni had to think of hitting me up last minute, bro. <laughs> the the shoulders without a haircut. <laughs> well.
1: But now, uh, Rillo, thank you. you again for joining the podcast, man. You're what you and Yanni are actually one of the first ones to come on in and give us the opportunity to do an interview and stuff like that. So we really appreciate it. So it's actually a pleasure actually be able to watch you perform today I've never actually had the chance to watch it perform to, to you perform you and a I'm lot of
2: people excited. surprisingly you and a lot of people nah. well, it's cause you
3: don't invite bro no invite bro it's a lot of, <laughs> of industry that goes on yeah, you got yeah, you got yeah, these yeah, people that much. that want to make money off yeah. of hungry yeah. artists man that you know we were we were part of these shows alright my phone's ringing I mean, we, were
2: and like, shows, man, and we were part
3: of a bunch of shows man we were part of a bunch of shows that instead um, of
2: us getting something positive back we were just getting screwed in the end yeah, oh, like, they, like you know I'm what i mean like they, the they
3: want you to come out here and sell tickets and at the end of the day like i mean that's cool that's the name of the business but when you when you're wow. in thrown into that setting you know you, most of the time people really can't either sell those tickets yeah. or was it the type they of want, i
1: don't want to interrupt you is it the type that you sell the tickets and then how many you, you tickets pay, you sell they put pay, you in yeah, order and that you pay
3: for your spot basically you pay for your set you pay for your set so it it can go from anywhere from like 100 to 200 bucks right so at the end of the day it turns into a bunch <laughs> of rappers rap into a bunch of rappers. Yeah bro and you're not getting any exposure that way and like the things that sucks about it is like people you know since they don't know who to go to they don't really know too much about the business. They just want to be heard. So those are the quick, the quick. Yeah, those are they get suckered man, into, it's into it, man. Just and yeah. like, yeah, it's pimping, dude. It's pimping. Like, it's you know It's not just mean? with the rap music, though. It's no, it's everywhere. It's everywhere. And then it's rock like, oh, the oh sell these ten or fifteen tickets, and you know what I mean? Like, you get your set paid for, and it's like, and dude, then, and then they you shouldn't be like, if if you were really a promoter or if you were really about the industry that you're in, you would be able to draw a crowd out and be able to say like, hey, these guys are going to come out here and perform and you've been to my shows, you know that these are going to be good talent and you'll make your money off the people that, that are interested in the music. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, And at the end, it's, it's a rapper or it's a rocker that comes out and they're selling tickets to their family or whatever. And of course, they're going to support. They're going to come out. But at the end of the day, you know, they get 15 minutes or whatever it is. Yeah, eight you, minutes. You're paying, you know, eight almost $10 minutes. a minute. $10 a minute. Eight minutes and what? think about the promoter that's making all that money yeah alpha. yeah alpha basically look, somebody's he still hungry you don't, don't have to promote it and gonna because the people know. performing are paying for it so we're doing the opposite you know what I mean like what we're doing here is everybody's they're there the, the performers here are donating their time you know, and then if everything works out well, then of course, it's spread the love, spread the wealth. Yeah, of course, of course, You know, yeah, but yeah. at the end of the day, we're all here. We all, you know what I mean? We know what we want. You know, it's not like anybody's <laughs> at the end trying to fuck anybody.
1: Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, you yeah. know,
3: we understand business is business, but this is more than that. We have the opportunity to create and grow and do something
1: awesome. Yeah, 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 for sure. Actually, you, uh, my man, I want you to introduce yourself, man, yeah, man, and tell us a little bit about what you got going on, man. Sure. Um, my bad. Well, I was going around the table, but you already spoke.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. My name's Joey Martinez, I am in the band Pelucas. I play uh, guitar. Uh, we are here on invitation from Yanni, even before the venue was picked, before the anything was picked, he said, hey, I'm gonna throw a party and I want you guys to play. I said, we're down, no matter what it is, just let me know the time and where to be. And uh, we're here, you know? He talked about, you know, people getting out of their uncomfortability a little bit. Um, so I think that's even, that's great. We decided to embrace that a little bit. And, uh, we're actually doing a collaboration live uh, with Rillo today. Hey, that's going to be interesting, he Actually, yeah. yesterday
1: when I was cutting his hair, he actually mentioned it and I was
4: like, that's going to be dope, I'm yeah. excited to see yeah, that. No, right after man. that show
5: last night, I wanted to go cut my hair,
4: man. Oh yeah, we're, we're super excited too, I mean, before we knew that we were going to be the only rock band on the show, because before it was, hey, do you want to play a show, and we were like, yeah, of course. Not knowing who else was gonna perform, what was gonna be here, where it was gonna be even. So, you know, Yanni said, Cool, y'all play, whatever, sent me the flyer and I said, Okay, are there any other bands playing? He said, No, y'all are the only ones. I said, Alright, fuck it. Let's let's just let's let's run with it, you know? Yeah, yeah, We're the only yeah. band, fuck it. We're gonna do what we do best, which is fucking play our music, play on stage, rock out. You know, to put it in the lamest terms possible, rock out. But we're here to do what we do and we hope that people like it yeah so we decided to team up with Rillo and say hey you know you're playing the show tonight too let's uh let's, we can let him sit yeah, down
1: ladies and gentlemen I have him yeah, the poor go. man is suffering I'm sorry we don't got another chair but I'm, knees, I'm working on getting some my knees ones. were
4: getting hit there no but we decided to you know team up with Rillo and do something to embrace the the differences that we've got here you know embrace both crowds that we have going on the rap and DJ crowd and the rock crowd that we have going on as well, so we're going to merge that and kind of try to, like Yanni was saying, bring everybody together, you know. People may not listen to rock music during the day, they may listen to rap music, but hey, we got, you know, a little bit of both, you know. Yeah, 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 of course. Rilo's going to have a band behind him, and it's a, in my opinion, super sick song that he's not released, you know, I don't think anyone's heard it yet, Um, besides the people last night that we kind of surprised, but... Even then, I, really I'm,
2: yeah, we're all really excited for it. That's it's my first great. time actually playing with the band actually live, so it was pretty fucking badass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I always said that I would, I've been waiting for a rock band to uh, ask me to join their band so I could quit rapping. <laughs> <laughs> so
1: cool. let me uh, ask y'all something, uh, yeah. switch gears to y'all a little bit really sure. quick. Um, how many are y'all, mm.
4: first of all? Um, it's a four-piece, four-piece band. Yeah, you want
1: to yeah. yeah, go ahead, bring them.
4: You guys want to come on the podcast, y'all? So introducing the band here, we got Mario, David, and uh, Quibbles, I'm Joey, and this is uh, So if y'all can Luke introduce guys.
1: yourself, and t- uh, tell me what instrument y'all play, that would be dope for people to know. Um, oh, what, uh, you, what part of the band you are, sorry. All right.
5: Yeah, my name is Mario, uh, I play drums.
6: And hey, my name is David, I'm the lead vocalist. And my name is Quibbles and I play bass.
5: Dope, man. So how did y'all come together?
4: Um, well, uh, we actually started a metal band uh, about eight months ago, <laughs> and then seven months ago we quit that metal band and started this band. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So we all
0: played different instruments apart from Mario. Yeah,
4: well, and David sung as well, but, or, I guess you could call it singing, but it was screaming. Um, yeah, we, we've we known each other for a long time. Uh, these guys were actually in a metal band in high school. I was not in a metal band. I was that guy who would just talk shit in high school. <laughs> yeah. um, so, You're
1: the guy that would talk shit about yeah. the dudes in high school? Yeah. Yeah. No, no. In we're a still band? Friends. We were still
4: friends. <laughs> but, um, no, yeah, just, um, like I said, probably eight months ago, uh, they asked me, hey, do you want to play bass for this metal band that we're starting? I said, sure, yeah, I'll play, you know. And uh, we'd go to practice and we'd play our one metal song that we had. And... Um, I picked. I brought my guitar one day, and I started playing guitar. And they're like, "Hey, that sounds cool. Let's jam that stuff," you know. So we started jamming that, and then eventually we stopped jamming the metal stuff, and I was just playing guitar. So seven months later, here we are, and now we're playing a bunch of shows. This is our third show this week. Kind of damn, that is dope, man. When when you're that busy, busy. man, it
1: must feel like a blessing. It feels.
4: It feels great. I'm not gonna lie. It feels fucking great. Um, To to start something from, hey, is this gonna work? Or hey, maybe this will work? Or if we meet up three or four times a week can this really become something? And then now it's like, okay, we've got shirts out, we've got a website, we've got our song out. Uh, just song everything coming together, man. Everything yeah. comes together. It's and, you a know, blessing, man. It goes from being, you know, kind of in the head and in a, in a mental plan yeah. into kind of working out and, and really, you know, becoming something. And that's kind of where we are now where we have this band and we have a name and we have, you know, luckily we're playing the third show this week and it's kind of become this thing where we're really proud of it. And it's just, From just hard work Just working hard And not giving up Just fucking sick of it I'm sure you can attest to that With the podcast as well (laughs) Of course yes yes, Of course So let
1: me um, First of all Let me ask y'all something So all of y'all Basically put y'all's input Into writing y'all's own music Like how does that Yeah pretty much Do y'all like hate each other when you're
4: writing music or how does it work one, like one um, of y'all comes up with i'm just asking because we, you know, we hate band. each other all the times we're not writing music i think <laughs> probably no 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 writing writing is pretty yeah. easy I'd there's think. more
5: synergy when we're writing we, we tend to yeah. be able to play off of each other easily but when we're like away from each other it kind of like there's more confrontation i think but yeah, when no, it comes writing, to the writing it's, writing
4: is the easy part for them for the
7: part.
1: Yeah. I think the well, I'm just guessing out no, here. Is it adding like the tune actually what how you want it to sound? Adding the instrument to the, to the song. So, to the so typically
4: the way we the way we write and the way we've been writing is I'll come to the studio with some ideas, just parts of things, and then we have some parts that aren't in songs yet that we have kind of stored away. Yeah. So what we'll do is I'll we'll play some parts and say, okay, well, what if we play that other part that we have, the one that we played two weeks ago? Okay, let's try to put that. And eh, doesn't really work right there. Maybe we'll put it over here. And it's all very, we, we actually write with like symbols and emojis, I say, because we have a, we have a whiteboard and yeah. I'll, I'll, we'll write out all the parts that we have. Okay, these are the parts that we have. Now, what order do they go in? Yeah. Okay, well, maybe this goes here. Okay, well, maybe we play this three times instead of four times. Maybe it goes this way. So it's kind of, for me, it's a it's a visual thing where I, I kind of need to have it and see it on the board and see, okay, we play this, this, and this, this, and then it stops here and we have a pause and then it slowly comes back in and then bam, we're back in. So kind of like... Orchestrating the entire thing, but it's in symbols and things like that. These guys kind of work more on auditory learning, yeah. but I kind of have to—I have to see things to to kind of really get it. But no, writing is is fun. That's the that's the, the fun. Who's part. the grumpy
1: one in the band? Me, for sure. Yeah,
4: <laughs> kinda, I kind of get that, like yeah. but it's usually the one.
1: Yeah, there, you—I I get it. I could get like that too. So yeah, the, thi-
4: the thing is, you got to be emotionally invested. Yeah, of course. You so when be... your emotions are invested in it, you
1: kind of put right. You're you're the 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 jerk. You're the happy dude. You're all these emotions together, right. especially in a group setting. Right. I get it. So. If you wanna
4: be good, you gotta put your emotions into it. Yeah. And when things go bad, emotions come out. Yeah. So it's not something that I would like to do necessarily, but if I'm gonna be in a band, I'm gonna be in the best possible band that they that I can do. So with that comes frustration and comes happiness and being proud and all of the things totally. on the the roller coaster of being an artist and trying to make things and being on a team. I'm not I'm not so used to being on a team. I'm used to jiu-jitsu a team like a by myself sport, doing comedy a by myself thing, a podcast which is a by myself thing for the most part. Like I was the only host. So I come from being a single player person who plays life as a single player game to to going
1: being a team joining a team, yeah. Yeah, yeah, where
4: it's like I make I do a lot of ideas and and the guys agree and sometimes they don't agree and I agree and don't agree with their ideas sometimes, but you know, it's ultimately a team thing and that's kind of what we've been trying to do is make it more as a team, you know? But I feel like that's been working so far.
1: Seems like it has, man. Who's yeah. the goofball?
4: The goofball? Man. I think this dude. <laughs> oh, dude. <laughs> Joe always a goofball, too. Yeah. It's probably David. David's, us- <laughs> David's usually the one where we're like, all right, David. <laughs> yeah. Come on. It's time to stop him now, man. Yeah, he's yeah. kind of extra. <laughs> yeah, a little extra sometimes. <laughs> me. That's all right. He's he's okay with it. He's I a think. good guy. Yeah, he's okay.
1: So let me ask you, man. What do you What are your future plans?
4: Man, so yeah. future plans get heard by as many people. Yeah. yeah. If you're listening to this, guys, um, our band name is Belukas. P E L U K A S. Um, the website is Belucas.net. I hope you don't mind me plugging these real Dude, quick. Dude, go for it, man. Uh, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram is at Belucas. Plug Belukas. everything, bro. Yeah, <laughs> at Belucas Band. So, no, we really want to get heard. I mean, um, like I said already, this is our third show this week, so we've just been playing for any and everybody that will have us. Um, we've got one new song out. You can hear that on the website. Um, and we want to get more songs recorded and just have you know more of a presence in, in Houston. We want people to know who we are, not just... The people that we went to high school with, or the people that are our friends, but we want to make more friends. That's you know, we met you, Bentley, today. So it's even you know, that's. There's that's what that. I love
1: about doing these type of things. Right? Exactly. The people you meet, man. Yeah. The, the people I would, you meet. For example, I mean, I knew about y'all because I had heard about y'all uh-huh. like once before, Yanni, in this event. Okay. But I forgot where. I don't know if I seen y'all on social media uh-huh. or something. Might have. It, been. Had, it might have been, yeah. and y'all were playing somewhere. Okay. Mm-hmm. But then. um of course Johnny sent out the flyers like, Oh shit, you know y- that y'all were gonna be here. Yeah. And then, but actually, it's always cool to add the face to it. You right, know what I'm saying? Yeah. To who yeah. you see on social media, get to know them, get to kick it with them. Sometimes even have a beer with them. You right. know what I'm saying? So that's always good.
4: Yeah, we are annoyingly active on social media. Dude, <laughs> <laughs> <We're, laughs> always posting. Stuff <laughs> yeah, we are always posting. All stuff. of
1: y'all have access to it? To all of y'all' socials? Uh, uh, everybody has
4: access, but I'm probably the one that. So you're the
1: annoying one. It's <laughs> him, Thursday. not y'all, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
6: Definitely, creative control comes. From <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. But we all have our own creative control within our own instruments. We all write our own parts. Directly, yeah. I'm not writing
4: anyone else's part, that's too much work. Yeah. <laughs> I'll do the social media, but I'm not writing, <laughs> I'm not writing your bass part, or I'm not writing the drum part, and I'm not writing lyrics. So, oh, one more
1: question I got for you yeah. um, Where does the name Pelucas come from?
4: The name Pelucas, so obviously, this is a Spanish word, uh, it means wigs, correct? Um, that's not why we named it, we don't, <laughs> we're not too fond of wigs. Um, the the candy the pelucas candy. I the, thought so. I was like I was ho- I was <laughs> yeah. hoping it wasn't. Yeah. yeah. The push and up somebody in the And candy. it wasn't the peluca. No no no. Okay no. cool. Yeah we're and not. And are you on the Spanish? Uh, I know enough Roughly. Spanish to order food. <laughs> 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 Why, do you yeah. <laughs> you, got, you know enough bro yeah. you'll get past david knows enough spanish to say i voted for trump and I didn't know <laughs> oh you're that guy bro nah. no. i can ask the restroom and hit on
6: women inappropriately yeah that's about it.
4: <laughs> no it's funny it's funny because our band name is in spanish we have a song name in spanish one of our songs is called crying in spanish and we don't really speak spanish too well
1: that's hilarious, yeah. dude. It is funny. No,
4: people people have been a little upset with us because like your band name is Spanish. You guys have songs in Spanish, but they're like none of the lyrics are in Spanish. <laughs> I'm Deep? fucking pissed yeah. now too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Kick us off the podcast.
1: <laughs> no, you know what, what, bro? <laughs> we're, we're, all this shit, scrap, bro. None yeah. of it. <laughs> <laughs> but now, nah, man, I want to thank y'all. I really appreciate y'all for coming through, man. You. Uh, thank I'll you. catch y'all. Actually, um, after y'all's performance, it'll be nice to actually. If y'all come by here and we kick it and yeah, we'll talk sure, about man. how y'all felt about draft performance and stuff like that. So awesome. Yeah. So thank y'all. Appreciate y'all for coming through. No problem. Pleasure.
4: Good to meet you, brother. Thanks. Same here. All right. All right. Thanks, man. Thanks. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome
1: to another, uh, well, segment on four or three yes, of this live podcast going on. We got Lucas band right here. We got three of the members. You all introduce yourself again. But this time, I just want to make it clear. On the first part of this, they weren't feeling themselves. On this one, they're feeling themselves. They got a little <laughs> bit of drinks, just like me, that they up on the stage, you know? Everybody
5: enjoyed
6: that shit, they did their thing, you know? So, go ahead and introduce everybody. Yeah, man, we're all pumped after this show. Um, I'm David, I'm the vocalist. I put my heart and my soul into the lyrics so that I can convey that to everybody. My name is Mario Quinones. uh I'm the drummer from the
5: band.
0: Uh, I'm Quibbles. I play bass for the band, and right now... We're short, member, We can't find him right now. It's Joey. He's uh, our guitar player. That boy is missing. Like, he has gone missing. Let's find him. He's trying to find
1: him. He's probably trying to put his pimp game Nah, out, man. He's see a couple of honeys out there, you know? Shout out he's
6: to right Nah, he not good. he alive. So he's man. happily not single. So that's all right. Oh, shit. He's got a girl. He's happy.
5: Oh, damn.
1: So, uh,. Basically, man, what I wanted to ask y'all is, how did y'all enjoy y'all's
5: performance? How was it? I enjoyed it a lot. Uh, you know, at first, people were kind of hesitant. They were just like, okay, what's this band doing here at first? And then, at surely, slowly but surely, people started showing up. That's when we got Rillo on the show. You were, like, really into it. And it just completely changed the game a little bit, because we had a rapper with us. I'm not gonna lie. I wasn't able
1: to like see it completely. I was there in the beginning part, but then I kind of have to, you know, attend the podcast, so I kind of can see it all. But um, I heard y'all jamming in there. Everybody that was out here wasn't basically here. They were like, yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, congratulations to y'all, man. I'm very happy for y'all, man. Like. You know, keep y'all seeing, making y'all moves and stuff like that. So,
6: definitely. it's an amazing feeling from, you know, from the outside looking in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There. Also, nice. we enjoy uh, breaking, the, breaking the boundaries here. It was great. You know, we got up on stage and there is a rock band here. And not everybody may enjoy that as much. But when Rilla got on stage, you definitely saw a clash of two different genres that met perfectly in the middle. That gave everyone a little bit of what they want. A little heart, a little soul, a little beat. Dude, you remember so much right now. Where, like when Linkin
1: Park linked up with uh, Yeah, right? with <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, dude. Like that's an amazing like click. You get what I'm saying? Nobody ever thought that shit would ever happen, right? Yeah. But. To this day, like, it's one of the best fucking collaborations that anybody can ever fucking say. So how did y'all ever,
5: uh, how'd y'all link up anyway? Anyways, man, y'all were in high school, man. Like, we've known each other for a while already. So we were all previously in a metal band before. Um, but we kind of expanded from that and just decided different genres. And Joey, he's never played in a band before, like, ever. So he was playing his indie stuff and we just kind of jammed with him and we just clicked. So, uh... What would you, how would y'all describe y'all's music? It's always a hard question. We, we are a little bit experimental. We don't
6: go with the norm. We've got a metal drummer with a metal bassist. We've got a very experimental guitarist who goes into a space rock the at times. And as the singer, I'm mean, backing I with a deep of vocal baritone. And that vocal baritone is a little bit different than what most people are hearing and what they're hearing on the radio or even on the uh, local, local sites. We feel like there's a lot of people on the radio
1: where the vocals are like more high pitched. Definitely. was it? Coheed and cambria Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah that More yeah, yeah. <laughs> high <laughs> <plosetto> <laughs> type Man, stuff, right? I saw this.
5: I was like, and then once I heard him sing, I was like, no way! Like this dude does not sound like that, but he sounds right. good as fuck though. Ooh.
1: I like that though. It's a good little vibe. It's a called, yeah. uh, like a lot of bands out there. Like, I just take O E and Cameron because of They do right. like a high pitch, like I don't want to say whiny, but it's, it's yeah,
6: very it's, it's high pitch. It's is. It, it
5: is a little <laughs> whiny though. They're right? sharp. They're high pitch. They
6: attack. Yeah.
5: Right. He's just a big dude, and you wouldn't expect him to sing. Like nah, that. right? You see I mean, like, him? Oh, yeah, he's like. Yeah, go. yeah. <laughs> But props to him because he can sing that high because yeah, not down, many people down. can do that. We're not
6: about it. Though. Yeah, but definitely a great show. We love the find The amount of people here and their energy they brought to the stage for us to bring back to help pump up the show. And that gave a really nice platform for Villa to Willa to come up and just kill that set. Yeah. And we're definitely looking forward to collaborating more with them. You know what I love, dude? Like, people gonna hate me for more. So let me say
1: something. <laughs> I get a lot of shit, and we all probably get shit for drinking. What I love about drinking is it brings out a different side of you, dude. Right? (laughs) I was here on this podcast earlier, and my man really, really talked. But it was (laughs) because... You're a little bit of jungle just in here, right? I I
7: love it. I love it
1: because sometimes I'm the quiet one, and well, not usually, but... And I'm like, ah, but then I, got, I gather my thoughts after a few of these. Yeah, Man, like, hearing you say that, man, like, it gets me pumped, man. Like, every time. It, it, it's an amazing, you know, experience being a part of this event with y'all. You know what I'm saying? Like, we, we did some badass shit here, you know what I'm saying? For the hood, for the neighborhood. And being a part with y'all, man, like, it's dope, so.
5: Thanks for
1: having us, man.
5: Like I
6: really appreciate everything, all of this. This is fucking awesome. Yeah, man. So first <laughs> I mean, we're gonna do it twice, but can y'all uh, plug everybody to where they they can find y'all? At?
8: Yes, definitely. You can hit us up at pelucas.
6: That is P E L U A K A S. dot net. Uh, you can hit us up on Facebook, <laughs> Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. We've got Yeah. We've got Bandcamp. You can buy our single or you can hit us up on YouTube and just listen to it all you want. That's all we want for everyone is to enjoy our music. Once again, it's Pelucas, P E L U A K A S. Thanks, guys. Nice, nice, man. Nice. So,
1: and then second of all, obviously, man, like, you guys are out here right now. People are jamming now. We got U G K outcast in the background right now. So. Yeah. And, um Are you guys
5: used to doing sets like this or what kind of sets you guys normally do? It, usually for us, it's either we're too heavy or not heavy enough. So like we're kind of like in the middle, and we're trying to find like good bands to play with right now. Um, this is completely different from what we're used to, uh, but it's still just as fun. And that's why we try to incorporate Rillo in our music just so we can get the crowd engaged and so they can be you know just enjoying the music. yeah, um, yeah. So just let me ask you, what were, what were
0: each one of y'all doing before the band? Start with you. But I was doing it before the before uh, Balookas itself, Yes. But before that, I mean, I was just expanding my music knowledge. Really? I would just, you know, I, we had been in a band previously, and I still wanted to continue that that thought process and not lose it, you know, some people, you know, like when you're skateboarding, you know, oh, I did it in high school, you know, I'm an adult now, you know, <laughs> I don't do it anymore. I didn't want to do that, I didn't want to lose it, so it just kind of expanded my music knowledge different genres different things and that's why i was doing before the band i was actually rapping before the band <laughs> for real yeah man
5: i mean i don't know I, I just like rhythm in general man like and i feel like rap is the epitome of rhythm and that's what I was doing before, actually. And I was just rapping on boom Boombap, a little bit of Trap, too. Uh, and then I just got back with these guys, and we clicked, and I just started jamming again. And I wanted to incorporate that. And so this last song that we did with Rilo, I tried to incorporate that boom bap beat. And just so it was easier for him to like translate. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think it's dope, though, that you have that.
1: You be Because having somebody like you in the band makes, makes other genres be open to be like, Hey, let's blend in with them. Yeah, yeah, some yeah, shit, you get what I'm saying? Yeah. for somebody like Rillo, you get what I'm saying? Be like, uh,
5: let me flow on this shit, you know yeah, what, yeah, what I'm yeah. saying? Or do some shit with it, you get what I mean? Yeah, I don't like barriers, man. I, I've never really liked barriers. I like mixing music. Like, that's just who I am. I listen to all kinds of music. So I just like having different stuff to make something completely new. You know what I mean? Think about it before, I was in the band, I have
6: that boring story, and I was a businessman, IT guy, that's all I cared for, you know, every day I came home, all I do is sing, do karaoke, I would just some fun with him, and that's that's our childhood, that's where we came from, you know, we're not from uh, places where we don't hear rap, we don't flow, that's something that's common at home, yeah, like I said, before that, I was just doing that boring shit, and I've been working really hard at singing, These guys came along, the band off really quick because we finally put our hearts into something. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think it's,
1: dude. The thing I like about y'all, man, is like, I don't know, about a band. It's different members, of course. (laughs) It's it's like different characteristics of each person. Not all of them are the same. But the thing about y'all is every like. I guess I got to experience like each element of each band member and what you bring to the table yeah. is like what makes a band. you band, yeah. You know what I'm saying? All I gotta got ask, I've been fucking in the name of How did you get that shit? I, I'm curious. You man. fucked it up earlier. I sometime. did. I didn't say it? what you said. Yeah, cause the quibble. That's a
0: wiggle. Man, I'm sitting here on the bench <laughs> on the sidelines. You just pulled me out to the game, bro. <laughs> I'm curious. He said like, "Oh yeah, I got the name. We team. were supposed but to talk about that. Okay. Well, I'm curious. All right. man. I'm, uh, well, how'd you get it? I got it because of the way I acted. Whenever these guys first met me. I was kind of uh, an oddball. I was kind of like a loner kind of guy. you were random. <laughs> what? You're random. I was random, yeah. So the thing is, is that I would make random observations, random, like, you know, I'd be like, hey, this wall's blue. During this podcast, I yeah, would say, yeah. hey, this wall in front of us is blue. <laughs> like, <laughs> it, 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 uh, and then, left field. Wing. Yeah, left field. And uh, one day, his sister was doing her homework, was going through uh, vocabulary words. And she found the word quibble,
5: and it's uh wait he, he knows the uh, definition. Making petty distinctions and irrelevant observations. Damn. And, y- and then damn, damn. Mario, your sister smart as hell. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. And the, and then
0: they developed it into a, an actual name. Like there was Quibbler at one point, but they were like, oh no, Quibbler's too Quibbler's too cool for him. Yeah. So we need to call him Quibbles. And it's just stuck for like about the past nine years since high school. That's yep. amazing, stuck. bro. We must have said fuck at that point. I don't yeah, how they right. like, fuck it? They want me to change it legally for sure, now. For sure, for <laughs> right?
6: We got a little saying that I like to say for quibbles. He can wibble on a wobble, but he'll never fall
8: over. There you he's go, right? Yeah, He's my
0: quibble.
6: He's our famous, we love him to death. But he's the one person on stage besides a drummer that I'll never expect to fall over. I'll bump into the guitar. We could fall. It could happen. But wibbles will never Like, he'll hit the ground. <laughs> and then he'll come right back up. Like, that oh. man was going to be like, <laughs> like,
1: man, Dave, not my ass over. Then he's going to up. I'm like, All
6: right,
5: I'm going. Man, let's
6: go, Wait. <laughs> man, that's cool, man. Yeah, I was curious about that. I was like, I'll have to get wibbled? Yeah, that's a very strange name. Yeah, it's <laughs> very strange We really appreciate you guys having us out here. Of course, you give y'all a plug so that everyone that's watching can watch y'all again, too. Well,
1: y'all can basically find us everywhere on iTunes, Boys in the Barrio Podcast, Google Play Music, Boys in the Barrio Podcast, SoundCloud, Boys in the Barrio Podcast. Uh, easiest way is just go to www.boysinthebarrio.com, just Boys follow it from there. Like Facebook, Facebook, Boys in the Barrio, and it's
7: simple,
1: so yeah. thank you. Um, Again, man, I just want to show y'all my appreciation and y'all's humbleness. You know, to y'all, um, y'all are very humble, man, for real.
5: Yeah, uh, Dude, thanks for having us, man. Yeah, we're trying. It's nice
1: to have. A lot of people, they get full of themselves and
0: stuff like that, man. It's good to see people with, you know, this humility of being like,
1: hey, you know, we just kick it, do our thing, or whatever, at the same time. Yeah, man. We appreciate it. all that. So really appreciate
0: y'all. Thank y'all again. Give y'all plugs hugs before y'all uh, check out. Yeah, one more time. Once again, we're palukas.net is our website.
6: Please hit us up on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. And we are on YouTube. We have an interview and a single up. Thank you, guys. Thanks, man. Thank hey. Peace. Thank y'all. I appreciate hey. it. Thank y'all.
1: Look who it is. Now, Kevin, oh, hey, what's up, huh? How you doing? We're in here. Yeah, we're, we're in here. We're you have a lighter? I don't. Lighter? Why do you need a lighter for sir? Hey cuz, so straight up like What what Oh no, I'm no that's that's not a legal product Hey cuz, so straight up, up like
7: out. you know
1: um we're big on the community and we're from Second World. How do you go to see like events like this coming together? Like it's, it's amazing. dope. Right? I love it, yeah. Especially you and I dude, we went to Cali man and um took me out to this event called Light of the Black Skin? Yes. Basically, the night of the black dude, he was enough, dude. Like Compton was like no, it's what, oh, it's what, no, but nice. Compton wasn't like far from there, yeah. And he took us, but um, I was cool with it. The problem with me was like Kevin was acting like this was our hood, like park right here, like
0: dude, come. Let me I got you. It's cause me and mainly like we hang out, but we don't hang out, hang out like go out to so, like or put ourselves in like dangerous situations and shit. Oh, for real? Nah, me and Belly no. no.
1: Nah, not, not really. I don't believe that. Huh?
6: Not together, no. Yeah, That's yeah, yeah. Nah, no, we don't. So, so, so uh, I, I don't know how he would act or how I would act.
1: So, it, 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 basically, it, it was our first time, like, uh, actually, like, putting ourselves in those oh. positions. Yeah. But it was dope because, like, the, the whole event really was, like, it was basically a house party, dude. It was. In nice. the hood. In the hood. Oh, that's nice. I'm talking to There had to be at least like 700 people there. The whole night. A couple hundred people, but not 700 people. Man, first. that's just straight banging though, man. You know what I mean? We got there late though, okay? And they played nothing but so fun, ODs. All on vinyl. Uh, okay. All on vinyl. Okay, not, Challenge. Th- not 700 people. I'm challenged. And, and then they played some like West Coast jams because we're in the West Coast, but, yeah. Yeah, oh yeah, that's not, man. Yeah, yeah, no doubt, man. It was okay. dope, dope, dope. though, but, but the people, man. The people were like so nice and like, dude, I think Teresa dropped her beer like fucking two wait, times. Where?
0: In California? California. Oh. We went to like a house party.
1: <laughs> and then, and
0: and then was Teresa that, was
1: dropped her beer like two times. And the like, guy was like, hey, do you need a refill? gave her another beer just like that she dropped over it over here it would have been, been like Can oh, you party I foul you, you par- no no over here it would have been like party foul party foul she dropped out a here. new one and the guy's like do you need another one you don't look oh, at that one shout oh. out to that dude gentlemen and it's common. but Yo. no man, it was like, like that, <laughs> that that that, that uh, environment that environment was an amazing feeling for me yeah. to see like so many people Together and doing some shit, and that's the type of feel I get right here. So it's an amazing oh, feeling. Yeah, so. um, I was actually waiting for you to come to ask you that question. So to me, it's like it's dope, dude. Like, you know, on the second ward or whatever, I don't know other clothes and hoods yeah, coming shout together. Out. Shout to, out to Yanni who put it together, right? Yeah, shout out to Yanni for doing this shit. Yeah, no doubt. Everybody, ladies and gentlemen, welcome again to another part of this episode of Live in the Barrio with Yanni, his uh, rock party, holding it down. We got a special guest. Uh, to me, it's special to introduce you. Thank you, Isaiah, for coming through and get around the podcast. First of all, I just got to say, you know you're one of the
8: best broadcasters with the voice in the game, right? Like, you got one of the best voices in the game. Well, I do what I can on a small budget. Yeah, Layaway plan. I feel
1: that. I just I wanted that. you
8: to know that. Like, I, I,
1: I always said. Thank it. I had you on the Thank podcast. You. I would say this man has one of the best voices in the game to broadcast. Man, it's like like a, a documentary, like
8: Isaiah Carey. A in a world.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, so I want to thank you for coming through to our podcast, man. Uh, I think it's it's a very amazing feeling for me, like even when I see you repost, you know, what's going down right here in our neighborhood, which is, you know, Second Ward, you know, and uh, thank you for uh, reposting that and making, you know, make making it known that this is actually happening
8: out there. So. Oh, no problem. Uh, DJ Yanni is on the Isaiah Factor Uncensored, and he supports me, so I support him. And so I said, I have to spread the word and be here for him as well. You know, he's a good guy. Oh, great yeah. kid. yeah, yeah, yeah. And
1: um, that's what's amazing about it is, for example, you know, knowing that he works with you and you, you were actually willing to support him, that's an amazing,
8: you
1: know, I think that's humbling.
8: Oh, absolutely. So how was I mean, it when
1: you first brought Yanni on uh, with you uh, on the, uh, you know, on the
5: uh, unsen- uh, J. Censor show? Well, I uh, first
8: ran into him at King's Court. He was a DJ there, and I'm at at King's Court, which is in Edo. East downtown Houston. And I'm like... Okay, that's some good music. They're playing some good CDs, and I thought someone's putting CD after CD in. Right? You must have been like, damn man, You must have been like, oh, yeah, yeah, oh, exactly. What exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you, heard, you
5: were like, oh, he caught me on that. What, what was like the type of music you heard? You're like, okay, I'll
8: I mean, it was a good eclectic mix of music, everything from R and B to hip hop to uh, pop music. And I said, you know, that's a good mix of music. And I'm like, that's cool. And I put it in the back of my mind, you know, I didn't have any use for him then because I was doing Isaiah fact, it's strictly a news show. And so uh, one of my producers was like, let's add a little music, do you know a DJ? And I'm like, yeah, this kid who was DJing at uh, King's Court in downtown Houston. And I didn't know his name. So I called the owner of King's Court, who I knew, uh, Jalen Patel. And he said, oh that's DJ Yanni. And I'll have him call you. And he called me immediately and the rest is history. Right. Man, that's in a man, that's dude, that, like so inspiring to me like
1: because you never know when somebody else can help you out wherever you're at. You know, right, know right. Mean? So that's that's amazing to me. So and one thing I know I saw uh, Last uh, time a while back you had the debate going on and then you had uh, Rillo on there as well and you know, yes. to do this part as well so I see you're bringing on people so. is that something
8: you found to be very important to do on your show to bring. Other people absolutely to when around? you have the opportunity to expose new talent or explore new talent or give them the opportunity to shine to the community it's always a great opportunity I'm like I'm open to do that. And so Yanni introduced me to him and uh, he told me rap. Very both, both of them are like very reserved people. Yeah, yeah, They're not yeah. in your face like, oh I want to do your show. Yeah, 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 you yeah. know? And I'm like, oh you and I'm in your face. You need to do my show. Give <laughs> <laughs> a little shock right there. You're like, oh, yeah, exactly. Geez, got you. And then they were in and and uh, Rillo did a great job. Great job. Oh yeah, amazing. We actually had him on the podcast before. Shout out to Reno. He's actually
1: performing right now, so give him a shout out. Yeah. Good uh, podcast. Rindo bars, Rindo, man. So, I, to see. I tell you, I actually wanted to ask you tell us a little bit about from where you come from. Like, a lot of people don't know,
8: you know, like, exactly where you're from and all that stuff. My hometown mm-hmm. is Baton Rouge, Louisiana, four and a half hours from Houston. And uh, I started out at five years old on TV doing public service announcements on the NBC station in Baton Rouge, it was called. Did you always have the voice, though? Yeah, I've been drinking gin and juice all my life. <laughs> <laughs> but I did it one time in kindergarten, and they're like, we love this kid. And so let's let him do it every week. Instead of bringing new kids in from elementary schools, we found him. And so I did it for like a year. And when I was in the third grade, a reporter came to our classroom, Maxine Crump, and she talked about her job and what she did. And I said, That's what I want to do. So I went home, told my parents about it. They helped me write a letter. You people, you young people don't know about writing letters, but I actually physically I, I, wrote a letter. I understand. I understand. I understand. I'm a little bit older than i So my parents helped me write a letter to the news director of the TV station in my hometown of Baton Rouge telling him I wanted to be a reporter. He called us back and said, bring him on down. And you have to keep in mind my house is like three or four blocks away from the TV station. So when I got out of school, each day, I would go to the TV station, and they would take me out on stories. So at like eight years old, I knew what reporting was about. And so I stuck with it until I got that, that, uh, I would call it an internship without credit. And I stuck with it until 12th grade went away to college and by my sophomore year in college they called me back Isaiah we need you the golf war is happening we need help around you news- around the newsroom and so from um, 90 or 91 I was on TV so I've been on TV since 90 or 91
1: so really during the golf war they really wanted- to bring you in yeah because you know, they what needed was the help thing you want to talk about for the golf what did they want you to talk about during
8: the golf course? you know i mean shit at 18 19 years old they just wanted me to carry the load you know <laughs> empty the garbage can <laughs> oh, man, <it's> yeah <laughs> hey so let me but ask they, you
6: well oh, okay,
8: yeah. i mean they realized i could report because i've been in t- in the newsroom all my life and they said okay Let's put you out there. Okay. And I started reporting. No
1: doubt, no doubt. So you what is the like I know I know you've had some tough like you had some tough uh, conversations and some tough interviews. What has been the toughest one for you? Cause approaching I've seen some ones where
8: you've approached, for example, the one with Arian Foster. Yeah, but, I mean, my, my toughest interview, I think, it wasn't Aaron Fosse, it was an investigative reporter. Because at, at my core, I'm an investigative reporter, I dig stuff up. And so, the most, the toughest story I've done was there was a third grade teacher, uh, let's say, Miss Smith and she taught kids in HISD and I got with some parents we did our research because Miss Smith just did not click with us not with us as individuals but in our thought process it just didn't make sense so we did some digging and we,
5: we found out
8: that Miss Smith was Mr. Smith and that she was born a man in Tennessee and wow. uh, we found the, the birth certificates and everything else and I, I did all the legwork, found the birth certificate, the name change from he to she. And I got con- Well, I confronted Mrs. Smith in a parking lot after she left the school that night or that day and the look on her face would send chills down your spine. You have just, and the look is, you have just destroyed my life. Everything I've worked for, even though I've been teacher of the year, three years in my career, your story, your salacious story has just destroyed me. And so what do I do now? And I saw that look on Mrs. Smith's face and I had a, and it was a Friday that we captured her at the school. And I had to go home that weekend before the story aired. And I thought about it and thought about it. And I said, this is the teacher of the year three years in a row. And even though she biologically is a man, was born a man, lives as a woman. What has she done wrong? Nothing. Nothing. And so I got to work that Monday morning and I told my boss I can't do it. So that's the toughest um, interview I've ever done. Confronting a man who lived his life as a woman. And as a teacher of the year for three years running. Right. You know, you saw that they worked
1: hard and uh, at the end of the day you realize, hey, what is them being born whatever, you know, whatever sex they were have to do with the work they've contributed nowadays. Exactly. So I can only imagine like that's gotta be Will your boss try to pressure you into no continuing
8: no. the story it, or no, That's the thing and, and the local fox and I, I emphasize the local fox. If you don't feel comfortable with a story, and you worked on it no matter how long. You have the option of pulling out. Oh, okay. So it never so aired anything. or anything. What's that? So it never. It, you know, never it never aired. It never aired. It never, aired. It
1: never was exposed or anything. That's dope. That's dope, that you you're willing to open up about that. Yeah. yeah. yeah so shout out to Mrs. Smith because you know she's doing a thing regardless of what happened. But that's awesome of you to finally say, hey, you know what? Like I understand and like, I just can't do it. That's it's actually really amazing um, so I went and asked I brought it up the whole
8: Arian Foster situation was that awkward for you? do you ever get not. awkward? no I mean here's a news story here's a guy who portrayed himself as a perfect gentleman who played piano who uh, counseled his daughter saying this is the kind of man I want my daughter to be and all of a sudden Information comes out saying that either he or his handlers wanted this woman that he got pregnant to have an abortion and or put their child on welfare, get a gold card in Texas. You know? Most stories I go into it without feelings, but I realize we're dealing with people's lives. But with Arian, it was like, I'm a little bit better than everyone else, and I'm going to show you how to live your life. But when it came down to it, and we all know we're all flawed. Yeah, of course. Yeah, 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 yeah. But when it came down to it, he was a lot of flawed, you know. And most reporters didn't take the initiative to say, let me look at this lawsuit filed against him which made a public record, which made it a public issue. Let me look at this lawsuit and see where he lives yeah. and knock on his door. Yeah. Nobody did that. And I said, well, let me do that. I
1: thought he pull up in the driveway yeah. during, the, during the daytime.
8: The but night. what a lot of people don't know is I would have been sympathetic to his cause if it would have happened like it did on TV where we pulled up, he like, dude, why are you doing this to me? It's my family. Yeah, 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 yeah. If it would have been as simple as that, I would have like, let's kill it. Because yeah. I understand people and the pressure that they deal with. But in this case, when we pulled up, <laughs> I, I was shocked because he knew me. He was like... F you, Isaiah, get the F from in front of my house. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, man, what? He's like, damn, what did I do And I'm like, we just want to talk to you about what happened, he's like, F you. I said, then I, I said to my photographer, he's willing to talk, pull out the camera. <laughs> and that's when we pulled out the camera, and that's when he had that different demeanor. yeah, he's yeah like, yeah, why yeah, are you yeah. doing this to me? This is my family, this is my home. Yeah. And he's a smart guy. Very he is. smart guy. He
1: is. <laughs> Even the way he talks about like uh, his religion and different things, yeah. things going on in the NFL, you can tell he's got a lot of And NFL that doesn't
8: history. mean that he's not a good guy. Of course. But he's smart too. So
1: when did you, Isaiah, when did you get to the point where um, you had a separate emotion? Like when when you got started with what you do, were you emotional at any point or did you immediately come into the game and said, Hey, I gotta separate maybe the emotional point of view with getting down to what I need to report to uh, to whoever I'm reporting to. City I think as well as
8: from my perspective it was when you realize what you're covering or the individuals you're covering are real people.
7: Yeah.
8: And I think that happened at like 40 years old. When I was 18, 19, doing the news, 25, 30, I didn't care. Okay. I'm like, this is my story, I'm running at it. Okay. But at 40, I was like, these are real people's lives we're dealing with. And I thought about the consequences and the trouble and the baggage that they will carry through the rest of their lives for my story. So from 40 years old, I'm 46 now. Okay. He I, lost track on that one. You yeah, see? <laughs> he lost track that's on a good one. thing. No, yeah.
5: Hey, yeah, yeah. You're like, oh, hey, he like oh, oh, for oh,
8: the right. That's for the chicks. Yeah. Damn. How old are you? guys well, you know, don't, don't matter. question <laughs> <I'm like>, no, <laughs> no, no. exactly. You ask me first. Of all, anyway. I'm timeless, boo boo. Um, <laughs> but when you become an older person, you wow. realize how you're impacting individual lives. Yeah. You say, I need to think about each story as a cop, not as furthering my career, you know?
1: No, well, that's a good point, actually. I mean, that's pretty amazing that you saw that as he got older, basically. He said, hey, uh, you know, when he came in, you were hungry in the game. So he said, hey, story, story, I'm pushing, I'm pressing, I'm hustling. But as you were already, in, you know, indoctrinated into it, and he had experience to say, okay, you know what, like, I understand now, like, he's supposed to have issues like we right. all have our baggage and you let a lot of the empathy in nowadays. You know what that's really cool because I feel like I'll, whenever you watch something on the on TV or anything like that, like I still feel a lot of people aren't sympathetic anymore. Well they're still chasing the story. Even as they get older into it as we get more experienced. So it's it, it is really cool to hear you say, hey, you know what? I start seeing things from a different perspective.
8: Yeah, absolutely. I mean even with social media And that's populated by young people who don't have that perspective yet on the damage that you can do to someone's life. You know what I mean? You can say just one thing to someone and it could cause them to pull out a knife and slit their throat or slit their wrist. And it's like you don't even care because you're not connected to them. But we have to be become a society where we understand in each other, individuals, where the impact of words and what we say is a cause and effect. Causality is incredible right, when right. you deal with life, you know? Absolutely,
1: absolutely. Man, to me, well, one question I always I, I always said if I wanted to ask you is, do you, like, what is the most amazing thing about your job? What do you enjoy about your job on a daily basis? Cause I know we all wake up and every single day we're like, we hate
8: this about our job. We don't want to wake up. But what, what what makes Isaiah Curry love his job? Here's the thing. This is all I've ever wanted to do since eight years old. There's nothing I hate about my job. When I walk into work, it's like the first day every day. You know, just imagine having a job that all you ever wanted to do and you're doing it. And every time I walk into work, I meet a different person. I get to help people who have no voice whatsoever. And I think that's the most important part of my job, giving individuals who don't have a voice in the community, not just a voice, but a bullhorn, because they get to say it on TV to thousands of people. Yeah. it's
1: amazing. Isaiah, I wanna thank you, really appreciate it for coming through with us and kicking it with us. Like
8: you're not gonna ask me what strip clubs I go to. No, No, wait, wait, no, wait. It ain't over yet. No, wait, 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 Wait. (laughs) no,
1: wait. I never said I was done. I just no, 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 wait, I never said I was done. I said I appreciate it because (laughs) thank you because I'm about to go into some
8: tough questions.
1: (laughs) Oh we got we about to get Isaiah H Town. All of them is, you know, yes. i Well, the
8: truth that. is, I, you know, as a reporter, a journalist, we have a morality clause in our contract that we sign. Okay. Uh, for me, it's every three years. And we can't bring reproach on the company. And so I cannot go, you know, to a strip club or a place where it brings a negative light on, on Fox. Okay. You know, but when I first got here, <laughs> the crazy story was I had been here like two or three weeks yeah. and there was um, a strip club of West Park. I can't remember the name. Okay. what uh, You remember West Park? I was, there was like a little table dance, not table dance, lap dance Okay. going on. And she's like, oh, you look familiar. <laughs> Like I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. She's like you look familiar. And She said, "Are you that new black guy on the news?" Yeah. <laughs> so, and the, the crazy part—that's not the crazy part. My friend was there. My best friend from Baton Rouge came to town, okay. and he had a lap dance going. So the one who was with me turned and said. Mama, I told you that was Isaiah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, that's y'all. And the, the, the mom looked head. like the mom looked just as young as the daughter. Yeah. Well, you had a mom and daughter dancing in one club on West Park. <laughs>
1: yeah.
8: It's going down on West Park, ladies and <laughs> <laughs> gentlemen. <laughs> mom and daughter. <laughs> hey, you know, sometimes you gotta make that money. We can get that money, you know. So mom and daughter go
1: out, go out there and do the thing, man. Isaiah, I gotta ask you about this one, man. Uh, this year I made a New Year's resolution. I would ask the questions if I get anybody, I would ask the question that probably nobody was willing to ask. Probably so many people ask you. What happened on that video? YouTube, man.
8: It was a bad day. <laughs> a hot day. Yeah. Allergies kicking in in Arkansas. And it was back, actually that video is 21 years old this year. Yeah. It happened in 1996 in Arkansas wow. and we were covering a story I think in BB, I can't remember. And you know, the bug. <laughs> and I'm kind of over the top. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, and I, the I, rest I is history. That. I love that video, real time. I love it. I think honestly, Matt, it's nothing to even be embarrassed about because I think a lot of people are like, yo. That's some real, you know, know type stuff right there. It took me a long time to get there because I can't remember the year that it came out on YouTube. Yeah, I was 21 years old. There's a whole article uh, the Arkansas Gazette or the the Free Press in Arkansas. One of them did a whole story on how this uh, cover band artist was leaving one of his gigs... And he passed by the old station that I worked for long after I was gone. And the station had moved. And they left a bunch of boxes out front. And he went into those boxes and found the tape. And he took it home and just started playing it. Uh, it yeah. It, it, like, I, I mean, I love that video, man. One of my favorite things,
1: like, flies all in my mouth. I'm like, ah. Oh. That's
5: <laughs> my dude.
1: I think, you know what, though? I think people love it because, you know, when when you're on there, you're on the news. Everybody gets on the news. You, you know, you see the proper rim. Robots. So love to see that real. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. I think think that's what it was. Those people saw that real party. Yeah. They said, hey, real talk. A man out there doing his thing. But, I mean. It's not, like, I have to kick it with Isaiah. Yeah. yeah. Like, right now, exactly. I could kick with Isaiah. Like, Yo,
8: you know,
0: what,
8: you know, you know what I
1: mean?
8: I mean, you're out I can over it. Yeah. You be on the floor. I still be kicking
1: There you go. That's what I saying
8: like, y'all, real talk. Isaiah. Isaiah
1: carry. That's a dude right there, man. So, but yeah, I'm glad. asked. Yeah, I was like, after like, man, I gotta
8: ask my like, question. Because I, you know, I, for love years, the video. I would not acknowledge that video when it first came out. Do you guys remember Nate from 979? Nine? I do. Yeah. She called me. I was out on some serious story in the middle of nowhere. It wasn't in Houston. And she said, "I said, there's a video of you cursing on the internet, and I just wanted to give you the heads up." I'm like. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> she's like, Isaiah, it's you. I'm like, okay, hey, I, I don't have that. a video of me cursing. <laughs> yeah. And it had to be at least 2010, something okay. like that. And I'm like, you're mistaken? Sorry, but thank you for looking out for me today. And she's like, I'm gonna send it to you.
2: Okay.
8: I say, okay, send it my way. And she emailed the link to me and I'm like, Oh my god. Where did they get this from? Because wow. at that point it was like maybe 10, 15 years old. I'm like, how did they get this? Was that the first time you ever seen it? No, no. I saw it when it first happened. Okay. And back then, I was like, okay, it's funny the first time. Okay. And they played it again. And I'm like, okay, I'm embarrassed now because I'm being super ignorant and just really, really. My neighborhood in Baton Rouge. Okay, yeah, you had that Louisiana <laughs> yeah. ball up. And, <laughs> I feel that. And I was like, oh And then for it to come out of the blue from nowhere it was yeah. just like shocking and jarring. That's crazy how like social media makes that happen.
1: Come oh, out yeah. of the blue. Yeah,
8: no doubt. No social doubt. media will make
1: the like the shit you never thought would come up. Oh yeah. Social
8: media gonna make that like pop up out of nowhere. <laughs> Some way somehow. The only thing that made me accept it was, the first year it came out, (laughs) Tosh.0 reached out to me at Comedy Central, and I'm like, nah, I'm not interested. And maybe... The redemption part of it? Yeah. Okay. And maybe three to six months later, they said, please come, please come, we'll fly you in, yada, yada. I'm like, not, not interested. And then the third time, they were like, please come in. We'll give you this amount. I'm like, okay, what flight I need to be on. boy, I got y'all. Damn,
1: that's all, baby. <laughs> you <laughs> <There> you <laughs> know, man. But you know what? That's cool though, because a lot of people I guess, like you said, they may take themselves too serious. So they see that they're like, Oh man, that gonna kill me. But I, like I said, when I saw that, I loved it. Right. You know, like I told y'all like, man, that's real talk. Cause you always seem like you said, Proper and, and prim, uh, uh everybody on the news that said, "Hey, you know what? Robotic. Uh, it's robotic." Like you said it's robotic. It's, it's not really too much, as you feel like maybe that back end personality that you know people have. So it was great to see someone come out there, and even though that happened, yeah, it was funny, but it was only funny because like the real part of you in that sense came right. out. You know, so I think we all enjoyed it uh, very much.
8: But well, I think anyone will attest to the fact that. It takes a while to get there and to accept your flaws and the mistakes that you've made in life. Whether it's a mistake that people see or that you acknowledge. But it takes a while to get there, you know?
1: Yeah, so would you say that, was that your biggest quote-unquote mistake that you ever made
8: on air? Or do you feel like you haven't... I don't know to say whether you did or not, but I don't And, and the thing know. is, it didn't actually occur on the air. It was a blooper, it was an outtake. Ah, okay, it never okay. got on the air. But people, you know, people built their own stories. And, you know, I understand it's a good story to say he did this and he got fired from Arkansas. I never was fired from Arkansas. I went okay. from Arkansas and went to the Fox in Memphis. And then I started working for BET. And then I went to the Fox in Houston.
1: How long then, you work for BET for?
8: I started at BET when I was in Louisiana for like maybe five years. Wow. Oh, okay. I was their Southern correspondent. Okay. So, what did they mainly have you working on during BET time? Anything that was explosive, controversial, and that involved African Americans, black right, people. Right. <laughs> Were you mainly following different uh, kind of celebrities, or was it like politicians? No, or was just a wide
1: range? I like
8: everyday stories, people stories. You know, stuff that may happen to you. You know, you go home and you find a cross. You find a cross on your your door, or a cross burning in your yard. That's the kind of stuff I did for BT. That's scary, right there, man.
1: When you said cross story, or I'm uh, sorry, cross burning. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, that's, that freaked me out a little bit, but um, that's pretty amazing. It sounds like you just had a, a wide, range, you know, a wide range of uh, different, you know, parts of your job that you're doing now, but that kind of built you up to where you are right now. So, let me ask you one more question too. So, how can anybody who's young and up and coming get to a position where you're at, where you're? able to do the news, you're well-recognized. Now you have your own show with, you know, you have uh, idea show, on have Where, how, if I was coming up in the game, what's some of the advice you would tell me in, uh,
8: how to get to your position? Go above and beyond. That's what I've always done in my life. Take a chance. Okay. You know, nine times out of 10, if you write a, a news director a letter and you tell him you want to intern in a newsroom at eight years old, okay. it's never gonna happen but at least ask him to visit. You know, let me see what the newsroom is like. Here's what I'm interested in. So go above and beyond. Take chances. You know, I've been on TV since five years old and it's all because I've taken chances. I said, this is what I want to do. This is who I will be. And I had a focused goal and have that focused goal. If you have a dream, follow it. If you have a goal, but, if reality sets in and you're not good at what you do, you know, you have to adjust. And I know that's hard for some people. If you're horrible at singing, but you want to be a singer, you have to accept reality. If you want to act, and you can't get through Shakespeare, then you have to say, this this is not for me. You know, and adjust your dream. But, I would say, pursue it until you, you realize and you have to be honest with yourself. I can't do this. You know what I mean? Well, that's good, man. That's, it's, it's good for people to hear, too, because especially nowadays, everybody's trying to
1: inspire to what they want to do. So, you know, thank you for dropping that knowledge. Definitely. Oh, no problem. Absolutely. Um, actually, I, I had a few. I had to, like,
8: step out. I couldn't do it no more. Is that a blot on your ear? My God in heaven, we're praying, we're praying.
1: He couldn't hold it no more, damn. He had been holding it as long as I had. Hey, so I wanted to ask you, you have been able to like meet, you know, all sorts of people and the rappers from Houston. Who's the biggest? Who's the, your favorite one you met? I don't want to say favorite, but or the top one that you were like, damn, I just
8: got to meet him. There's. When I first got here, I didn't know about many of the Houston. Rap oh really? Arts. I knew about no one. Uh, the only group, that, the only group that I knew about was the Ghetto Boys. Of course, you yeah, know, that's the one. That's you know, they were nationally known. And I and I knew about Lil' Flip because I got here in 2001. But I, I didn't know about Slim Thug. I didn't know about Bumby. I knew their music, but I didn't know of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't yeah. know who made the song. I didn't know Chameleon Air. I didn't know uh, Mike Jones. I didn't know Paul Wall. You know, I just knew of their music. I didn't know who made it. Yeah. I just knew it. And so after being here, 15, 16 years, the, the only real friend and it's not because they they didn't do anything right, or I didn't do anything wrong. It's a real friend that I have at Rapid, Willie D. He'll call me like, so Isaiah, what's up? You know, early in the morning, or late in the night, what's going on, you know what I mean? Yeah. And there are others who call me, but you know, who's trying to get something out of you. Yeah, 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 of course.
1: Yeah, you get that feeling of
8: who is right right and what it is. But Willie D has been, like when I was attacked for doing a story on the Duff sisters, Hillary and Haley Duff, the Disneyland queens. One of the first people to call me is like to check on me because I got hateful stuff in email. You know, people saying like, oh, how could you do that, you black gorilla? You know, just crazy stuff to me. Willie D was the first to call me, like, dude, I got your bag. What you need me to do? I'm going to get my fans to support you while while Perez Hilton and the Dove Sisters are hating on you. You know, so he's always been like a good friend. Yeah, 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 of course.
1: And after that, like, who, who was like the first? After that, it just all came, you know, came in a... Together, who you met, and after
8: that, I, heard... I met them all basically at the same time in like 2005, 2006. The only one I recently met, probably in the last four or five years, maybe two or three years ago, was uh, Lil Flip. Oh, and really? He, hey, it's become... crazy because you say that because like <coughs> you that that's one of the ones you knew from like back in the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I never really talked to him, and I'm like. I heard all the Ti, Lil Flipp. Yeah, yeah, of course that's what all we all You uh, know, yeah. and then somehow we con, we uh um, connected, and everything is every time there's like a private event or he's having like a block party or a house party at his house, he he called me, you know, and I, I'm there. But if I had to say one real, true friend in the rap industry, it would be Willie D, from the Ghetto awesome. Boys. That's awesome to hear.
1: And I just have one more question. This my final question, because doing the podcast is basically reporting, kind of. You know, it's doing interviews, doing, you know, talking about topics nobody wants to talk about, doing different things. I want to ask you a question. At what, is there a limit for a reporter, as far as where you go, to, to try and find out something? Elaborate a little bit more for me. So, for example, uh, you're trying to find something out about a person. Is there a limit where you stop and you're like, I can't go that far no more? So, if you're trying to find out a story, is there a limit where you're like, I'm going to stop? I have to stop.
8: Yeah. It just happened to me this week where I got some information on uh, a local religious leader. He's not anyone you guys would know, but... I didn't. Story. Well, yeah. that don't tell who he is. So. Yeah. yeah. Here's a lady. <laughs> Here's a <limit>. lady. <laughs> Back to your story. <laughs> this is probably the longest podcast you've ever done, right? Huh? Is this a long podcast? Uh, We're just talking. Are we still on the podcast? No, I've done. You said there's the longest? <laughs> Yeah. No. We, we've we've four done hours. We got much longer, much longer than before. This definitely ain't gonna be no four hours.
1: <laughs> I think you're like, the oh, bar is
8: closing in an yeah, hour. God, <laughs> trip,
1: oh, hell no, nah, that ain't gonna happen. No, but uh, yeah. Back to the last question I had was uh asking about
8: um, is there a limit where you stop? There is a limit. There is a limit. If I don't feel comfortable as a reporter revealing something or disclosing it to the public. Remember, the information I have goes out to the world, to the public or to Houston. But in this day and age to the world because I put it on, you know, once you do the story, you put it on social media and it goes to the world. We're no longer just local reporters. But there is a limit that I say, okay, I'm not going to put that out. It happened to me just this week. and I said, I'm not going to put that out. I'm not going to do it. Isaiah, I want to thank you for coming through. Thank Absolutely. you for, I
1: really want to appreciate it, keeping it real with us, keeping it at 100% to the fullest, and kicking with
8: us. You kept it like, there's no other way to put it, but you kept it 100. So who pays me my money, and who signs my voucher for parking? All
0: right, so look, you don't talk to this man right here, because I'm broke broken hell. <laughs> All
8: right, Isaiah, I'm broken hell. Nobody's cars? local anymore. Do you think, do you think credit cards?
1: I got swipe. I got swipe. I
8: got square. I got square. You got square. Yeah, you
1: got square. Like, oh, hold on, I got you right here. No, but Isaiah, thank you for really uh, coming through, and thank you for giving us that knowledge. And everybody else who listens to this, uh, plug your show for us uh, for everybody to go and check it out, man, if you could. Oh no, what's that? I'm sorry. If you can go ahead and plug your show for uh, for everybody out there, okay.
8: Okay. Isaiah Factor Friday nights nine o'clock from 9 to 10 on Fox, and then I'm reporting daily, every day of the week, in uh, the five and nine o'clock newscast. And I have the daily Isaiah Factor, which is whatever I want to be in it. Like my most recent Isaiah Factor was the strippers who came to Houston right. from out of town for the Super Bowl, Making and they say money. they're never coming back, yeah. because Houston is full of pimps, robbers, And cheats And they're not coming back anymore Because they didn't spend any money During the Super Bowl So that can be found at 5 and 9 And throughout the morning show From 4 a.m. to 10 a.m. And then I'm reporting uh, At 5 and 9 And then my major show Is Friday nights 9 to 10 Isaiah Factor on Censor With DJ Yanni Your personal friend
1: all right. Thank you again, Yanni. Uh When you listen to this, man, thank you for appreciating. You gave us the opportunity, no man. Yeah, thank you again. Isaiah, thank you. Appreciate Absolutely, it. Absolutely, man. Wow. Isaiah Factor, man. Y'all make sure you go check it out. Isaiah Factor Stinson. Check it out, man. But we appreciate y'all coming through. Peace. Thank you.
7: Peace.